Hi, Lisa. I'm here at home uh, where the refrigerator makes a lot of noise. No matter where I'm at in the apartment, I can still hear it. And uh, because I'll be gone this weekend when we normally record our podcast, I thought we could do a special edition of Should We, focused on a topic close to both of our hearts, a little too close, uncomfortably close, and that is writing. As people may or may not know, the original title of our podcast, the whole thing, the entire series, was actually What Should We Write About? A podcast for writers who'd rather talk. (laughs) And this appealed to both of us very much because uh, that's us, writers who'd rather talk. And the idea of talking about what we should write about was both incredibly self-defeating Uh, hilariously so, but also seemed like it could be genuinely helpful, like it would be really useful to float ideas about what we think we should write about with each other, and then tell the other person what should you write about, and get out of our heads some. So because we've been talking with each other behind the scenes a lot about writing recently, I realized I could really use your input on what should I write about. Um, so where should we start? Uh, well, I keep a list of things that I might want to write about. It's my consider writing list. And, uh, I keep it in my to-do app, just where I keep everything. And, uh, I'm looking at it on my computer right now, and there's just a lot of ideas. There's ideas dating all the way back to... September of last year, um, there was this wild evening I spent going to this uh, animatronic monster show in Berlin and encountering this Mad Max-like EDM electronic dance music artist in a stairwell. He was like the music man. He had all of his getup hanging from his neck, and he was in this really surprising outfit. The whole thing reminded me of the movie Mad Max, which I didn't even like that much. So that's like the story of an evening. And I wrote down all of these fragments and observations. I have these notes like uh, Mad Max man playing minimal techno on stairs, rollerblades in gallery, gold mylar, yoga clothes. So it could be a good story, but it feels too distant now. Like the details, uh, even though I captured ones to try to give myself the material to reconstruct it, uh, it feels just out of reach. So maybe it's time to let that one go. Scrolling closer to the present, uh, I have a bunch of ideas. One of them is documenting this reading retreat I went on with friends a few years ago that I meant to be a template that anyone could adopt and got a lot of the way toward publishing something about it. I think I even wrote something uh, about it in TextEdit, which is like my least committed writing app. It's where I put things when I'm not even truly planning on doing anything serious with them. Um, So I could do that. I think people would like it, and I definitely have the material, um, and it would feel 
satisfying to retrieve that project that I really enjoyed from a lot of years ago. We like went into the woods and we created a reading pack for each other and we, um, about six people, just sat around reading and talking for a few days. Who, who wouldn't love that? Um, there's also this piece I've really been meaning to write about my, uh, my t-shirt with the sweat shields under the armpits which I, it's gonna be so good. You, we've talked about this. I really should write it. I really should write it. I'm more confident about it than I usually am about pieces. I really think it's gonna be so good that I might publish it uh, somewhere even more ambitious than Medium. I know, uh, really unusual. So that one, uh, I just believe so much in that I feel like I can't not do it, but at the same time, actually doing it sounds kind of hard. <laughs> um, and then I still want to write reflections on leaving Berlin. It, I feel extremely remiss for not doing so. And I've been thinking about bundling that in with a new edition of my uh, sorely abandoned newsletter. Everybody still subscribe to it. Definitely subscribe to it. It's only on hiatus. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I haven't published uh, an edition of Expert Novice, my newsletter about what I've learned lately, in almost a year. So it seems like that would be a good idea. And then I could tell all the people who uh, kindly follow my career that I don't live in Berlin anymore, which I just learned this week, not everyone knows. So yeah, so that's, that's one idea. I have a lot more ideas, but now I want to hear what you think and also hear what you are thinking about writing about. Oh, Diana, I am so glad you brought this topic back of what should we write about. Uh, there's so much to say. So I, I actually, I took a lot of notes while I was listening to your note, and they're very uh, miscellaneous, and they're all over the place, but I'm just going to try and, and go through some of my thoughts in response to yours. Uh, first of all, I love that you're so organized, also about collecting your ideas for what you should write about. Um, I am a little bit organized about that. I usually, if I have an idea, I'll, I'll put it in Evernote, but then I forget what I called my list of ideas that I was supposed to write about. So I went back through and I found some, some notes that are like article ideas and some are called book ideas. Some are called writing ideas. It's kind of all over the place, um, but but they're in there, and I am I am collecting these things I should write about, um, and also as you were describing your memory from Berlin, it reminded me of uh, a, a shared memory we have. So. And it's something that I would love to write about. We should write about this. Maybe we should write about it together. I don't know. Um, there was this night, I think pretty early on, when I got to Berlin, where you invited me to go to a gallery opening with you. 
And we just uh, wandered around on these dark streets and ended up at this building that looked just like every other building on the street. It just looked like a, a house, like an apartment building. It was very dark. And I don't know, I guess you rung up or something. And, and we got in and we went all the way up the stairs uh, to the very top floor. And we go inside and it is so beautiful inside so perfect, so white. Like the outside of the building's got maybe some graffiti on it. Maybe it's just kind of weird, a little like old. Um, And then we go inside up to the top floor. Everything is white. Do you remember this? It It was like walking into heaven. And it was an apartment that you could live in, I guess. I mean, there was a kitchen that was so perfect. It seemed like probably no one ever used it. Um, There were, like, beautiful sliding glass doors. Um, And there was artwork on the walls. There was a projector showing a video installation. Um, It was fantastic. Uh, I I felt so moved by everything we saw there that night. Especially, there was some artwork that was basically black, uh, just like a black canvas. And it turned out it had been created, the artist was there. And she said she had made it by taking pieces of a meteorite and rubbing them on the canvas or something. I don't know. It was like the artwork was made of fallen stars. And also there was someone there who you knew from the U.S. It was like just a beautiful night. And I would say this is the kind of thing that I love to write about. I just like to write about memories and personal stories. I guess that means I kind of like writing about myself. Um, So anyways, I guess that's kind of um, a lot to say about just one of the things I was going to say. Um, But maybe my answer to the question is that we should write about whatever we want to write about. Lisa, I have taken out my night guard in order to respond to your latest voice note. There is a lot to say. Uh, Number one, I do remember that gallery visit, but I had forgotten about it until you retold the story. Uh, Sub point, I definitely want you to write about that. Uh, Weirdly, I... I remember it in crystal detail now that you've brought it up, but typically the only way it comes up for me is when I think about the gallery show that we missed that was apparently in the same space, which involved metallic mylar tunnels. (laughs) It was like an installation that you could just go in and gaze up at. (laughs) I don't even... I never saw it. I guess I saw pictures of it and I dreamed of 
having been able to go, but the moment was already passed by the time we figured out this place existed. And then as soon as we had gone, the gallery ceased to exist also. It was like a pop-up gallery. So uh, in general, this, uh, this reminds me of like a few other evenings in Berlin. And uh, the overall point for me is that I had about six singular nights in Berlin across two and a half years that uh, could never have happened anywhere else, were so weird, uh, so chilling and awe-inspiring, and I need to capture them before they're gone. They sound pretend. Like, there was also the labyrinth I went to, um, and each of these experiences I had with uh, one other person, usually with one other person, and so they can like fact check it for me and maybe also remind me of details I forgot. So that may be like a writing series or something. I don't want to get too committed to it right now, but uh, that's what you've brought up for me. Second point, uh, yes, we should write about whatever we want in general. I think that that's something we agree on. Um, but right now I'm facing this divide between uh, pieces that fit the model my friend Christina speaks about, which is like writing pieces that her future self will link to, um, building up her uh, building up her catalog, building up her record of ideas that all interlink, or documenting experiences and thoughts and feelings in a way that is lyrical and compact and winsome <laughs> and those are my two main modes and I realized that I blend them uh, or at least juxtapose them in my what I've learned lately newsletter I usually open with a winsome essay and then move into more practical stuff as the newsletter goes on but that's not even particularly helpful for the you know universe of links goal because it's pretty hard to link to a section of a newsletter. I mean, I republished them on Medium, but even there I haven't figured out how to link to headers and I don't even think it's possible. So I think it's worth revisiting what I publish where and the different needs and goals I'm addressing through different types of writing because the essay that's about exquisitely capturing a moment or a state of mind is a really different style and requires a very different headspace. Okay, Diana, it's going to sound probably like I'm interrupting you, um, the way you ended <laughs> that last sentence, but I'm, I'm not interrupting you. That's actually impossible because we are taking turns recording here. Um, but anyways, you're so right. I mean, the, the answer, the question, what should we write about, leads to so many other questions, like what kind of headspace do we need to be in uh, for, for whatever we decide that we should write about? Um, and, you know, I think 
This is also leading me to another question, which I think gets at the purpose of this podcast, like something that we're kind of dancing around. And it's, uh, should we do things to get what we want? Should we do the things we think we need to do to like as a means to an end? Should we do things that we don't really feel like doing or um, things that seem like they'll be good for us or, um, you know, things that are hard, things that aren't very pleasant or at least not up front? And um, uh, I guess, you know, I, I guess it depends on the thing. I'm really, I really wouldn't side with the camp of people who, who create these campaigns that are very like, you know, follow your bliss, do only what you love, do only what you want to do. Um, and on the other hand, I, I also uh, feel very strongly that we should follow our hearts. You know, we should follow our intuition. Uh, we should let our, our interests and the things that we get pleasure from lead us to wherever we're supposed to be. Um, so it's very complicated, but I think that writing actually, probably for both of us, falls on both sides of that equation. So there's a type of writing that for me is like very self-indulgent. I'm just like, I have all these feelings and experiences and memories kind of backed up in my brain and it will feel really cathartic to write them down. And as I'm writing them down, I'm making meaning of them. I'm making something beautiful out of like just some weird thing that happened that is sticking with me, like going to that gallery. Um, and then there's a type of writing that, well, there are lots of different types of writing, I guess. There's the type of writing I, I do at work, writing interfaces, which requires a very different brain. Uh, I, I do that kind uh, sitting up <laughs> and sometimes with other people uh, I do the other kind, the indulgent kind, laying down with my laptop, like, on my chest. And I'm like a brain with hands. So I even have a different position for it. And then there is the type of writing that is informative, where there are things that I know, things that I've learned, or things I've researched, um, <clears throat> that would be helpful for other people. Uh, but there's there's stuck in my head, and it's going to be a, like a pretty painful effort to get it out on the page, make sense of it, make sure it's going to be really useful for the audience it's intended for. And then, you know, maybe if it, if it does turn out to be useful, it will ultimately help me to, like... Um, it will help me connect with other people or find interesting opportunities or 
projects or something, um, but the the benefit to myself is kind of delayed. It's like, first of all, for other people. Um, uh, that's the kind of writing, I think, that I have really uh, to put in the most effort to work myself up to doing. I have poured myself a bowl of frozen raspberries so that they can melt while I am recording this response. We have some new questions. One, should we follow our bliss, our hearts, and or our intuition? If so, what is the difference between those modes of following? Two, in what position should we write? Uh, you and I have very similar opinions and practices on this front. Uh, and three, should we write for other people or ourselves? And this is a tricky one um, because, as you say, there's, it's all ultimately for our own good, but there's more delayed gratification with certain types of practical, informative writing. I published a piece recently called Write About What You've Learned Lately, which, is, which was about as practical as anything I've ever published online. Uh, the opening sentence was, chances are you're never not learning. Why not write about it? <laughs> and I couldn't believe how uh, on the nose I was being, but it turned out not to matter because it was the idea that got people excited. Uh, and like I just outlined a really practical idea, which is to write a log of what you've learned every week and share it with your team and ideally in public, somewhere like Medium. And like, no one cared that it didn't have a, a lyrical intro. They just thought it was a good idea. So uh, that was a really weird experience because writing that didn't take a lot of creative energy, uh, but it also wasn't that satisfying. I normally say, I hate writing, I love having written. I'm not the first person to say that. I stole it from somewhere, I just can't remember where. But I only really love having written when some creative effort was required. There's a whole category of writing which is basically just documenting a line of logic that I've rehashed a bunch of different times in conversation. And uh, that tends to be the most successful in terms of uh, sparking reactions or changes spontaneous changes in other people's behavior based on like seeing that what I suggested was a good idea, like writing about what we've learned lately, um, or, you know, the one password developers responding to my observation about the difficulty of not being able to sign into one password with a thumbprint on Android. You know, it's those kinds of things that are really, uh, really sort of direct and uh, and unsurprising. It's like, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say, it's transactional, yeah, it's really transactional. It's like, I, uh, I liquidate knowledge 
I put it on the page. Maybe it happens to have some personality because I wrote it, but it's that's not its purpose. Its purpose is to convey information. And I get like information and opportunities in return. And it's like playing a slot machine, and it just seems like I should be playing that slot machine more often because it's not even a slot machine. Like a slot machine is high variance in terms of return. I'm not even saying slot machine. I'm saying like uh, some sort of machine where (laughs) you pull a lever and the same thing happens every time, you know? So it's very industrial. So I feel like I should do that more because it's so effective and it takes surprising little en- surprisingly little energy, but it's almost like I can't bring myself to believe, A, that it's worth it, and B, that it's not going to sap creative energy. Like, I have this idea about days, which is that any day that requires or involves creative effort is going to be taxing and needs to be set off as special in some way. But I write things all the time at work and sometimes like on two or three different topics in a day. And they're usually of that type where I'm capturing something that I've thought or discussed in extremely practical prose. And, you know, I'm shocked always at how much writing I can turn out in a day if it's of that type. So maybe what I should do is lift my belief that that's hard and just embrace that it's easy, but also not count it as writing. Like what I mean when I say I love having written is that I love having dug deep and found a way to change my own mind about something and work something out on the page. Uh, But, you know, that is draining and it is uh, transcendent. And I can't do it every day in my life as it's organized right now. But practical writing, I'm pretty sure I could tack on 45 minutes a day to do it and be no worse for the wear. But like, if it were that easy, why haven't I done it yet? You know, but that doesn't mean it's not easy. It just means that I'm invested in believing that it's hard. Diana, I really feel this sense of urgency as this episode is generally drawing to a close. I feel like we have just opened up so many threads and uh, we're, we're right in the middle of them. But you know what? That's fine. I mean, this is, this is an ongoing conversation. We can come back to these things later. But anyways, I've been, I've been making this long list as I'm listening to your recordings and I haven't really gone back to... <laughs> Some of the things I want to say. So there are a few things I just want to get out of the way. First of all, of course you should write about this reading retreat. I don't even, I don't remember this. And it sounds so magical. I really want to read about it. Um, so 
yes, you should definitely write about that. My answer is yes. Should you write about your sweat shield undershirts? Obviously, the answer is yes. Um, the weird thing is that I, I feel as if I've already read it. Like, I just, you're so right. It's going to be great. You should publish it somewhere even beyond Medium. You're, yes, agreed. Um, what else? Leaving Berlin. Should you write about leaving Berlin? Yes. And I feel like we should both write about Berlin because clearly... Uh, it occupies, at least for me, it occupies a really huge portion of my brain. Um, clearly, I have something to write about there. I feel actually like even now, two years after I left, I am just mired in nostalgia for the time that I spent there. And it was such a surprise, like... I had no expectations. It was never a place I intended to go. Um, and then everything that happened to me there was just like so ephemeral. Uh, and the, the whole experience was. And then there are days when I'm like, did that even happen? Like, did we live in Berlin? We did. We did. So we should document it in some interesting way. Um, also, there was this little moment where you talked about your newsletter, and I wanted to say about newsletters that I love newsletters. I especially love this wonderful article that Kate Kiefer had written about newsletters one time. I think it was in the journal Stet. It's so beautiful, and newsletters are just this wonderful private space. I love that you can know exactly who you're writing to, um, and it, it doesn't feel like shouting into the abyss the way that I have always thought Twitter and, and other uh, internet spaces have felt. I remember actually... The first time I tweeted, I think we were together and I was trying out Twitter and I was like, I was like, Diana, why is everyone yelling? <laughs> Just feels like everyone's yelling. So I feel like newsletters are quieter, but um, they have something about obligation attached to them, right? So people sign up for the newsletter and then there's always this sense that, like, you owe people a newsletter. And also, like, how do you end? Like, does anybody ever just, I, I'm sure they do, kind of close out a newsletter stream and say, like, hey, guess what? I'm shutting this down. Don't expect another newsletter. Um, but it seems so sad. Anyways, there's so much to talk about there with newsletters and obligation. Also... This is one of the things that I absolutely love about Medium. There's no obligation. Medium is perfectly built for one-offs. You don't have to have a blog. You don't have to have, ever write another piece about that same topic or, uh, yeah, I don't know. I love that about Medium. Uh, also, I'm going to end with the question, 
which I saw that you just posted in our Slack channel about when should we write. Um, when should we write? As you say, there's no good time before work, after work, weekend. I don't know. I mean, it never feels like the right time, to be honest. And uh, it's interesting. We're, we're both we're coming up on our birthdays. Our birthdays are close together. And it's always such a like milestone moment. And I feel, in a way, very disappointed in myself that I've gotten this far in life. And I call myself a writer. I, I am a writer. But I don't have a regular writing practice. I don't have a particular time a ritual around writing. So when should we write? The question remains unanswered.